Welcome to the Healthy Works Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Anita Foster and Shane Foster. This mother-son dynamic duo is a force to be reckoned with as leaders with over 30 years of executive experience. This podcast is brought to you by Fostering Healthy Solutions and is designed to offer a safe platform for leaders to share their experiences of diversity, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged. So get prepared because excellence is coming to you. Hello, and welcome to Healthy Works Podcast with Shane Foster and Dr. Anita Foster Horn. We are blessed today with the presence and special guest of Ms. Tracy Strickland, Banking Officer and CEO of Strictly Blessed to Travel LLC out of Slidell, Louisiana. Welcome to our podcast today, Tracy. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me. Our topic today is something of great interest, particularly today when we are faced with so many challenges and our economy is in a, such a challenging uproar. Our topic today is financial literacy, teach me to save. So I am excited about this and ready to jump in. Can you tell us who Tracy Strickland is and how you became the person you are today? Thank you so much again for having me. Yes, I am a country girl from Columbia, Mississippi. I'm a 1992 graduate of Alcorn State University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration and a Financial Planning Certification from the University of Boston. I'm currently, as you stated, a banking officer with close to 25 years of banking experience, well, banking and finance um, experience. I'm a wife, a bonus mother, and a proud member of the illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. I was raised in a single parent household by a strong mother, and I come from a family of strong women. I was brought up in the church and taught to always put God first in everything that I attempt to do. I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that my upbringing and biblical teaching molded and shaped me into the woman that I am today. Thank you so much for, for sharing who you are. I think it is absolutely uh, amazing all that you've accomplished, all you're continuing to do even now. Um, let's talk a little bit about your expertise in finances and economic development. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of financial literacy in minority communities specifically? Uh, sure. Um, in the in the minority community, I think not only in the minority community actually, but um, now more than ever, it's ex extremely important that members of the minority community recognize and understand how crucial it is to be educated and skilled when it comes to our financial resources. We need to make sure we're taking the necessary steps to educate ourselves on this especially important topic and implementing those skills into our daily lives. I think it is equally important to understand that you do not have to be a financial expert to practice good sound judgment when it comes to your personal finances. The, this important skill that is needed most is something that we all have inside of us and it is simply discipline. 
I think during, uh, especially now during this uh, national pandemic, that's a prime example of why we need to be disciplined in the area of our finances. Unlike a hurricane, this pandemic came without much of a warning. Um, there was no time for us to prepare for it. A lot of us went to work one day and found out we wasn't going back to work the next day, or if we even would have another job to, re to return to at all. And for a lot of us, we may not have grown up in an era where there was a lot of teaching about finances and financial, how, how to save money. But living in the internet age that we currently live in, we, there's a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips that we can always tap into resources um, and get tips and advice on how to save. For those struggling at this time, you know, you mentioned some, some serious home stretch because a lot of people just don't understand and they, they haven't been taught that way. So they haven't grown up with this silver spoon of financial literacy. What are some of the strategies that we can implement to start building a saving, even if they don't have hundreds of dollars to contribute at this time? Um, you know, the first thing in implementing anything new is to have a plan. Savings won't just happen. It has to be intentional. When it comes to saving, there's really no one-size-fits-all type of approach. Everyone's financial situation is different. We all have different income levels, different expenses, and et cetera. So you have to tailor your plan to fit your particular needs. Many may think it's impossible to start a savings plan right now, but actually to the contrary, right now is an excellent time to start savings. And why do I say that? Let's think about it. A majority of people are currently working from home. Working from home actually provides many financial benefits that you might not even think about. Um, there's a little need, most of us working from home, so there's little need to buy gas for your vehicles as much as you normally did. That's money that you can save. Up until recently, all of the beauty salons, barbershops, nail salons, and retail stores were closed. That's money that you can save. There's no need to do a lot of unnecessarily online shopping either. That's money that you can save. Even when it comes down to dry cleaning, when you're staying home a lot, there's no need to go to the dry cleaner as often. That's money that you can save. These are just a few examples of things that could potentially add up to very significant savings if you really think about it. We're going into the fourth month of being able to save all of those things. That, is a, that can be a significant saving. So the strategy that I would recommend is to take advantage of all of the savings opportunities that you have. Anything that you don't have to spend, now is an awesome time to save it. So one of the things that I've been very fortunate to um, learn over the years is that every sacrifice comes with benefits. Um, it's a sacrifice for some to save. Um, there are things that people like and enjoy doing, things that people feel like they have to do to maintain some sort of sanity nowadays. So in, in, in some ways, it's a sacrifice for them to, to do so. But I'm also convinced that the benefits outweigh those sacrifices exponentially uh, totally from agree. an economic standpoint, uh, economic standpoint. So can you talk about some of the benefits to saving during this time? 
Sure. As I stated earlier, the current, the current pandemic has actually afforded us an extraordinary opportunity to save, especially for those whose income was not negatively affected during this pandemic. There's a lot of people um, who still, is, um, you have your essential workers, and there's just a lot of people that are still working every day. A lot of them are working from home, but there's a lot of people that who have not had a, a substantial loss in income. And even for those that did find themselves unemployed, there was a unique situation where there was financial relief, um, even increased un unemployment benefits. Um, and there's also a lot of companies right now that are offering like loan deferments and different things like that, where um, people can take advantage of not having to make payments right now and different things like that. And remember I said, savings has to be intentional. Anything, anytime there is any type of financial relief given in any natural disaster or, or pandemic, it's important to think about saving before you think about spending. I think it is also important to note that whereas it is great when the government does decide to step in with some type of financial assistance, such as the recent stimulus package and different things like that, but what if that doesn't happen? What do you do when you're faced with unexpected unemployment with no idea when you're going to be able to return to work or if you're going to be able to return to work? In those times, wouldn't it be a great relief to know and personal comfort to know that you have your own financial resources that you can dip into without having to be at the mercy of somebody else to pass a bill or make a vote or whatever the case may be for you to get some kind of financial relief for your family. I think we all should want to be um, self-sufficient and support our own family as much as possible. Take your company to the next level with seamless strategies to improve processes. Our experts have more than 30 years of experience and capabilities to implement structures and manage the organization. Visit us at fosteringhealthysolutions.com for more information. We are here with financial expert, Mrs. Tracy Strickland, banking officer and CEO of Strictly Blessed to Travel, LLC. Tracy, let's talk about that for a minute, some of the things that you're, you're mentioning about the finances. And as you talk about the essential workers who are blessed to still have their finances and other people who are still able to work during these difficult times, many people will deplete their financial resources during these difficult times because they don't have a job anymore and they weren't fortunate enough to still be able to sustain. In particularly, we live in a world where there are so many uh, illegal immigrants that they still live here, so they're still uh, in need of resources. How can they establish a means of financial security or try to put something together to be able to make it during these times? Well, let me just say this. There is no quick fix to reestablishing depleted savings. It definitely takes time to rebuild. Starting with the savings plan. First and foremost, people cannot get discouraged. You cannot get discouraged if you find yourself in a situation where you had savings and now it's gone. I'd say the best approach to that is to, first of all, just be grateful that you did have it. 
And all you can do at that point is start where you are and begin to rebuild. I mean, there's no need to get discouraged or get down on yourself and say, hey, all of my savings is gone now. It's just, I mean, it, it is what it is. At that point, the best thing that you can do is start where you are and move forward. There's no need to, to just be to get depressed about it. Depression right now is not the answer. Uh, we need to just make sure to take a deep breath, calm down. It is what it is and just start over. And with savings, another thing that's important is savings is a process. Like I said, it's, there is no quick fix. You have to trust the process. You have, you can't, you, you didn't spend it overnight, you're not going to be able to regain it overnight. So it is a process. Just relax and trust the process. Such valuable information. Thank you for, for sharing that and giving the insight. I think that while saving is important, without balance, many experience burnout. Talk Correct. a little bit about the importance of balance and what should be the priority areas? Of course, your, your, your basic needs, um, your family basic needs is always going to be your priority. You need to make sure that you have, of course, your, your mortgage or your rent, your utilities, um, food for your family, different things like that. Your family, what your family's daily needs, that's your, that should be your, your main priority. But when you talk about balance, I think that um, there in when there's there's a difference um, if you're talking about in normal down times versus pandemic times the balance may be different so it just all depends on what's going on in the current situation of pandemic the balance may be I mean travel is not even an option right now for most people so that is not necessarily something that would be even on the table for discussion right now but um, and once we move past this pandemic, then of course the balance situation would be different. But I'd say right now, first and foremost, make sure the, your health and the, fam the, the health of your family and the well-being of your family should be number one for everybody. And then also as a part of your health comes your mental health. There's no, like I said earlier, there's no need to get depressed and there, depression is real. There's no need to get down and depressed because of your financial situations. We all know that we need money to live, but as long as you have your basic needs, there's no need to stress about it. That is some valuable information that I think we all need to uh, start practicing if we're not already doing so. You are also a travel agent, Tracy. Uh, saving for vacations and trips and traveling can be challenging when uh, funds are limited. And in particularly now, things are beginning to open back up. Can you tell us some ways that vacation savings cannot compromise our emergency funds? Because people are wanting to get out now. <laughs> Very true. First of all, I believe that everybody deserves a luxury vacation. But it is very important to note that a vacation is not an emergency. And emergency funds are not to be used for a vacation ever. <laughs> we have to keep, in keep it in context. A vacation, 
it's never, even as a travel agency owner, I would never recommend anybody to use their emergency funds for travel. I wouldn't do it myself. So I definitely wouldn't recommend anybody else to do that. And as the owner of Strictly Blessed to Travel LLC, it is my goal to help clients realize the vacation of their dreams and to help them understand that any budget can afford a vacation with proper planning. The secret to being able to afford a vacation is simply planning ahead. And there goes my word again, planning. Yes, you have to plan ahead. When you start early and plan ahead, that allows you to do uh, what I call put your vacation on layaway. You remember at some point in our lives, I'm sure we've all, all participated in some type of um, layaway plan. You saw something, you couldn't really afford it to pay for it in full, and you didn't want to build up a whole lot on your credit card and different things like that. You didn't want lingering bills later. So you just put it on layaway, paid a little bit on it at a time, and by the time you were able to go home with it, it was paid in full. And that was such a wonderful feeling. And I pretty much... Uh, take that same approach uh, with my clients. I allow if you plan ahead, I can give you a comfortable payment plan. We can pay in installments, and before you leave home, you'll be paid in full. All you have to do: plan ahead, make your monthly payments, pack, travel, and enjoy. These are some great uh, tips and and expert advice for mostly adults and those who are young adults coming into their own and, and beginning to um, make money and, and be able to travel and do some, some, some leisure things. Um, but what we're finding, particularly in this pandemic right now, is that this is a tremendous opportunity to engage and also teach and educate young people about finances as well. Talk a little bit about the right age to start teaching financial pr principles and savings. And you know, actually, I don't think it's ever, it's never too early to start um, teaching the children the importance of savings. And I would say at the age that a child starts to get an allowance, you know, now we're in an age where most children get allowances. At, any, at the age when a child starts getting any type of income, any type of allowance, I think that's a great time to teach kids to, stay, to save. I'm not sure if piggy banks are popular anymore, but if you recall, the piggy bank concept actually taught savings. Remember when we used to buy children piggy banks? And when you really think about it, you could put money into the piggy bank, but you couldn't get it out. Remember that? That is that was an awesome concept that we didn't even think about. But that piggy banks was a wonderful way to teach the savings concept. You put your money in there, you can't take it out. So that's a great thing to teach children. Even as you're as you're giving allowances and different things like that, whether it's a piggy bank or if it's a minor savings account, because you can open a savings account at the bank and allow the children to have go in and make their own deposits. And it's also great to be able to teach them the concept of banking. When you make a deposit, you add you add to what you have in the bank. When you make a withdrawal, you subtract from what you have in the bank. That's a good way. And it also teaches great math skills as well. But you can, I think at any age, when a child is never too young to start teaching them the importance of savings. And it's also wonderful to be able to reward them. Let them, let children 
um, be able to save toward different things that they want. Even if you as the parent can't afford to buy it for them, we appreciate things better when we buy it ourselves. So sometimes, even if you're gonna match what they save, just kind of give them like a little challenge, okay? If you want something that costs $50, if you save $25, I'll, I'll put 25 with it. Different things like that to just help to encourage them to want to do it. Wow, the piggy bank. <laughs> and green, which color do you want? Yes. Right. And there was no way out except to break it. That is correct. <laughs> this has been very enlightening and very educational. Thank you for your time, your talent and expertise, and your treasure of financial literacy. Thank you all so much for having me. Absolutely. What are some of your final thoughts and how can people get more information? Because this is critical. Actually, um, I would like to, um, to just give, an, I give a, a basic example of a savings plan that I personally recommend um, to beginners. Um, even if you don't have hundreds of dollars to save, I recommend that it's a really simple three-step process. The first step is I recommend that you have two bank accounts. It's not a good idea to try to save money in the same account that you're spending money out of. So I, number one, I recommend everybody have at least two savings accounts. But you need to make sure first, reach out to your financial institution of choice, find out what is the minimum amount required to open a savings account and what's the minimum amount that you don't have to incur a service fee because you don't want your savings to get eaten up by service fees. So if you don't have enough to avoid the service fee initially, I would recommend save it yourself at home, still keep it separate from your checking account, save it until you reach the amount that you need to put into the bank without having a service fee. Once that second account is established, I personally recommend start with, with your paycheck. Use your payday as an example. We wanna set up an automatic draft, out of sight, out of mind. If you have to go to the bank to move the money from the checking account to the savings account, it may not happen. Even though we have mobile banking and different things like that, online banking where we can do it ourselves, I recommend an automatic draft. You can go in, set it up. On, if you get paid on the 1st and the 15th, set it up on the 1st and the 15th to move X amount of dollars from the check into the savings account. Let it be done automatically. You don't have to do anything. Before you know it, your money will add up. The third step is to set an amount that's comfortable to you. If you can afford, there's no need to set up a savings amount that you cannot afford. Consider your bills. Whatever you don't need, what you need, if you need it for your living expenses, there's no need to try to save it because you're going to get discouraged because every month you're going to have to go and you put it in, you're taking it out. So get an amount that, that's you, that you're comfortable with, with saving. And I recommend even as low as $20 or $25 per paycheck. When you think about it, we buy more snacks and junk food than that. So if you can start at $20, $25 per paycheck, have it automatically drafted from your checking account to your savings account on payday. And before you know it, believe it or not, you'll have hundreds saved. And it'll be, it'll, it will seem like it's just effortless. You, you will not miss it. And it will, don't, don't make a withdrawal. 
just let it just just set it aside that's why i say an amount that you can afford and i understand different people have different budgets you may not be able to afford but 10 or 15 dollars a paycheck whatever you can afford start there but also always look for opportunities to increase that amount if you get a pay raise increase that amount if you have a hobby that you do on the side that you make a little money for add let include that as well put some of that into the savings account and believe it or not i mean it this is a proven system and it you don't make too nobody makes too little money to save whatever you have you can save some of it if you can save five dollars per paycheck you have to save something The work of diversity and inclusion is not just the right thing to do, it's what's best for business. That's why Fostering Healthy Solutions was created to help you achieve results. Whether there's a lack of diversity, difficult questions about gender, or unconscious bias, nothing should stand in the way of your business achieving excellence. Visit www.fosteringhealthysolutions.com to book your free consultation today. It's time to cultivate diversity issues with excellence. Wow, financial literacy, teach me to save with Mrs. Tracy Strickland out of Slidell, Louisiana. Thank you for being with us. It has been such a great blessing my soror in Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes, ma'am. What a blessing it has been for you to be with us. Thank you so much for being a part of Healthy Works Podcast. If ever FHS can do anything for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Please subscribe at www.fosteringhealthysolutions.com. We also want you to follow us on Instagram at Fostering Healthy Solutions. We look forward to connecting with you.